P.J. Hill was born and raised in Minneapolis, graduated from North Community High School, played basketball for Ohio State. We won't hold that against him. Played professionally for close to a decade afterwards. Today, he is a financial advisor. He helped organize the Take a Knee Rally and the 10K March. And uh, I'm just wondering, after George Floyd's murder and also the conviction that has just happened here recently, what's next for the Take a Knee Foundation or Take a Knee Rally and the work that you're doing in the community, P.J. Hill? I think what's next is that we, we continue to push. We, uh, we had a great um, win for accountability in this state and this nation. And now we continue, uh, you know, the war because it's not over. We won the battle, but we got to continue with the war. Now, you know, how do we continue to push reform and transformation of the PD and, you know, have the, the solutions be community based? I understand you're not a fan of abolishing the police, but you're looking for balance within the community. What does that look like? Um, I think for me, it's, it's got to be a co-creation model. As we know, uh, you know, this trial was just a, a win for accountability, but there is still a lot of systematic problems within uh, policing in, in Minneapolis. So hopefully with this DOJ investigation, it will give our chief, who we all have a lot of admiration for, a chance to really reform um, the NPD and, and rebuild trust and legitimacy between the community and uh, the law enforcement. You were the unintended uh, community organizer. All of a sudden there was a megaphone in your hand and people in the community at uh, 38th and Chicago, and you were addressing the uh, the gathered mass. Is this verdict? Uh, is this verdict an affirmation of your advocacy work? Uh, I think it's an affirmation of so many's work. I'm just one of so, so many people. I'm, you know, truly grateful that I had the opportunity to use my platform to speak on behalf of our people. I always say a, a lot of people can achieve success, but can you capture fulfillment? And for me, fulfillment is, you know, serving people, being a servant leader. I like the term servant leader. So when you talk now, what are you, I know it's only been a week or so, a week and a day. What are you telling young people right now in the community, the people that you address, folks who ask you questions? What is your central message? My central message is now we must still come together, love on each other, but move forward. So, you know, really, I have a a heart for young people and getting them involved in this social justice movement. I think if we're going to have any longevity and really lasting change, we must bring them along. We must include them in the meetings. We must allow them to have a voice and allow them to stand on the shoulders of the giants so that this can really, this work can really be lasting and impactful. So do you think that, uh, what do you say to those people who say, well, my goodness, there the black folks go again, uh, walking out in the street, they're rallying, chanting, holding up signs. Uh, is that an outdated methodology for making lasting change in our communities? Uh, no, I, I'm, I'm going to tell you, Fred, I'm going to be honest. If people didn't go out there to the streets, um, I never condone uh, looting. But if we damn near had to burn the city down for anybody to listen, I think all of those methods are they play a role in the movement. Now, they may not be the lasting thing. We obviously want policy change and be able to change the laws, and that will stick forever. But, you know, people expressing their First Amendment rights and taking to the street 
is definitely something that is a part of the movement. Talk to me like I'm a 16-year-old. I'm listening. I'm seeing all this, uh, even with the Dante Wright uh, community. People are concerned about uh, the the air itself being uh, messed up a little bit because of the canisters and so forth. And I'm looking at people wondering, well, what does this all really mean? What would you say to a 16-year-old about what we are going through and what lies ahead? I I would say right now in America, you know, such a a young black man, you know, America doesn't truly value you. So, you know, how do I lead you in, in, in a way that where you can truly value yourself? Where you take a look at your own morals and values and and you start to build accountability for yourself. Um, you know, a lot of things that I teach the young kids, I talk about, you know, economic liberation, how to teach them how to build their own wealth, because I understand uh, the core of a lot of these issues come from the economic inequalities. So how do I teach my young people about the stock market? How do I teach them about being entrepreneurs? So that way they can be self-sustaining within society. So how does this 16-year-old start right now? What can you tell me right now? I'm 16-year-old. I'm, I'm in high school. I got the pimples on my face. I, you know, Things are not working out exactly the way that I would like. What can I do today to start to change my life and the community in which I live? Right. Right now, look, right now, I always say, now let's, let's get involved. So start attending some of these meetings. Like I'm the vice president of the NAACP. Start seeing what's going on. I, I invite all young people to come to the meetings. Just be involved. Even if you don't have a voice so much, start to understand what's going on in your community. Mm-hmm. What's going on in your community. And just kind of be active and woke. And then, you know, be intentional with your life. What are your goals? I always ask people, what are their goals? How can I help you achieve them? Do you do you want to go to college? Do you want to, you know, make the, the, the team for basketball? And then write your goals down and then start working towards them. Because all you can do is truly better yourself. And then from embedding yourself, you start to change the world around you. You certainly are a change agent, P.J. Hill. Do you have a final thought for our Twin Cities audience and even those listening around the country this morning? And, you know, my final thought is, that we got to keep going. Um, we won a battle, but there's still a war out here. And and everybody plays a role in self-accountability is, I think, the biggest thing. And whatever you do, make sure you serve as many people as possible. Serve as many people as possible. And together, you know, we, we will change things. Because though we all have different stories, we share common hopes to make this place a better place for our kids. All right, P.J. Hill, how can we reach you on social media, sir? Uh, my, my Instagram, Mr. PJ Hill, or through Facebook, and I'm on there as just PJ Hill. All right. Thank you so much for being with us and sharing inspirational thoughts for changing not only our communities, but changing this world. Thanks for being with us. Thank you. Thank you, Chantel and Freddie. Thank you so much. I like uh, 
of what he said about all, all of us having a part in and a role in, in creating change. And, and the young people, that was a great question that you asked about the 16-year-old, the 17-year-old, because they are a lot lost in this fight. They don't really know where they belong, what their place is. Some of them decided to throw it in and throw the towel in and say, you know what, this has nothing to do with me. So um, I think it's really important to focus in on the young people and just figure out where they feel like they are, where they where they belong in this time right now that we're in. I mentioned the 16-year-olds, but we had shots ring out at in Plymouth at a Plymouth, uh, Plymouth Middle School. We're mm-hmm. talking about mm-hmm. eight, nine, mm-hmm. uh, 10, 11, 12-year-olds. Yeah. Uh, I should have asked PJ about that, but, uh, you know, I think the message is still the same. The father of that young man said that his son didn't, uh, he didn't think that he intended to hurt anybody. He shot it up in the, the gun up into the ceiling, but he even said, my son is depressed. I mean, he's, he's lost. He's going through some things, and that is the key to understanding how to help the young people because they're going through a lot of these emotions and feelings that maybe we're not checking in on and so they're reacting to how they feel because they don't understand what they're going through as you send your kids out to school today or if they're going online give them an extra hug check in with them to see how they are and then take the responsible action following it is 19 19 past the hour from dinky town 